Hey, it's Craig here. Before we get started with this episode of Radio Game Changers, just wanted to thank those of you who have bought the book, which is available now through Amazon. It's called Radio Game Changers. Look, it's essentially a collection of thoughts and learnings from the podcast, a hundred episodes of interviews and conversations with the biggest radio stars in Australia, the US and the UK. So look, here's an idea. Why don't you order a copy for the Christmas summer break and check it out? That'd be nice. And once you've read it, tell us what you think on Twitter and follow us on Instagram and on Facebook. We've got a really big year coming up next year with our first Game Changers live event happening in Melbourne. We will have details on that very soon. Radio Game Changers, the book. Buy it now from Amazon. Game Changers Radio. Insights and lessons from the world's best radio broadcasters and programmers. Available now from Amazon. Chapter 7. The Execs. It's about the people. It's about the relationships with the people. And that's where I start pretty much every day. I don't come into the radio station going, how do I be number one today? Yeah. You know, no, never do I think that when I get out of bed. You know, I come in and I think, how am I going to get the best out of my people today? Is that right? And how am I going to make them better at what they do today? It's going to benefit me. It's going to benefit the station. It's going to benefit the results. Yeah. It always starts with, what can I do today that's going to make them better at what they're doing? Game Changers, the book, is uh, out on October 13, and joining me again for the podcast is uh, the co-writer of the book, Jay Mueller, who's also produced the podcast over the last three or four years. We're working our way through the chapters. There's nine all up, and one of the chapters is focused on program directors, and you know, obviously from my perspective, you know, I, I thought it was really important to put a spotlight on some of these incredible programmers who have who have had a not only a huge impact on my career but I you know I think that you can draw a line between any successful radio station normally has a someone at the top who's running it uh, in content that knows what they're doing the three that really stood out for me and I didn't get to speak to to Brian Ford or uh, Brad March I tried Brad he just would not do it and he's listening now I know just wouldn't talk and and Brad's view was Brad's got a different life now he's in talent management he just didn't feel like it was something that and he's also quite modest he didn't want to sort of talk about himself which is a pity because he's got some amazing stories sure. as you know I, I loved spending time with Jeff Alice again uh, Jeff was like a, a really significant person in, in my career we're, we're roughly the same age uh, worked at some similar radio stations without being on the same roster through the 80s and early 90s he moved into programming took a job that was offered to me first in Canberra uh, no Gold Coast I think and I stayed on the air just thinking well this is too much fun and I can be at work at one o'clock and leave at seven so why do I want to be a programmer so Jeff's way smarter than I am I got to the age of 30 had just been fired from the SAFM breakfast show because I was pretty you know I'd, I'd kind of cruise for a long time I was okay how long did you do the breakfast show um I think it was maybe two and a half years okay. yeah I was just going through the motions did you know it was coming I no, I didn't no right. I didn't and so here I am at 30 with no life skills outside of you know talking on the radio and even then I wasn't particularly great at that and Jeff was running Stereo at the time, and he said, look, I think you can be a programmer, and if you want to do the work, um, I'll back you in. Wow. And I remember to this, I know, I know the road I was driving on when he called me to say that, look, go and, go and do this and I'll support you. It was, and you know, I just started running like a bear for the next 20 years, really. Uh, it was kind of that second chance that I needed. And he was an extraordinary programmer. He, he was one of these guys that, um, he was everything that I'm not. 
like he's a lion of a man. Yeah. You know, he's the alpha male. He is just a type A killer personality. Incredibly creative, brilliant strategist, honest, like just brutally honest with feedback to the point of, you know, not being helpful on occasions. I think James Brayshaw described it as brutally direct. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it hit you right between the eyes. Just, there JD. was just nowhere to hide with him. He, yeah, he would just say exactly what was on his mind. So I went into Jeff's office and I said, I'm not sure what we're doing here, but um, it's not going too well. He, he said, I know what, what's going on. I said, yeah, what's that? He said, it sounds shit out. <laughs> I he said, well, said that too. I said, well, well, thank you, Jeff. I appreciate your candor. He said, mate, and this is why I loved him. He said, if this is going to be a success and if you're going to be successful doing it, then you just got to take over and just take control. You, you do it your way. You run it your way. If there's anyone on there you don't like, get rid of them. He said, you got my stamp of authority to do whatever you need to do to, to get it going the way you want it to go because if you're going to die, you might as well die doing it your way. It would hurt for a moment right. and then you would go, right, I really needed to hear that. It gets back to that point. You know, if there's an expectation that someone's going to be honest with you, then it doesn't hurt as much when yeah. you hear it from them. Do so, you remember one of the things that he said to you that you go, oof, jeez? Uh, well, well, when I was on the air, I think I, there was a break where I tried to, to add some humor to a break. And he said, Craig, you're not funny. <laughs> Don't try to be funny. What are you doing? I was like, ouch. That really hurt. It hurt my feelings. <laughs> but on the on the flip side, he was also incredibly supportive and would reinforce the my my natural strengths. So I remember being with him, and he said, "You've got a really good natural ear for radio." And I thought, "Oh, I've never." I, okay, well then, then I'll see what I can do with that. He just he just had enough enough nudge, enough carrot and stick to keep. It just worked perfectly for me. But the thing was, because he was so different to me as a as a the, we such different personalities, you know, in the early stages of of being a programmer, I would think, well, if he's the best in Australia and I look nothing like him as a person, how am I going to get there? And so that's where Brian Ford played such an important role because Brian Ford is is probably more similar to to myself, a little more tactile and and just a bit more thoughtful. He, he's a bit more careful with his. And you know what I'm like. I'm, I'm. I will say what I need to say, but I'll try and frame it in a way that, that that's not going to break someone. And so, seeing Brian up close and seeing a different type of of personality, I thought, okay, that that I reckon I can do that. So, yeah, it's an interesting thing. You can, as a as a young programmer starting out, you can look at these these people that have these you know really significant roles, and uh, you, know, you look at someone like a Fitzy who walks into a room and just lights it up. Right, you just go, you, you can feel his energy and. You know, he um, when he speaks, everyone listens. And for young programmers, that can be really intimidating. You think, oh, I can't be that. I'm never going to get to that point. But, you know, you've kind of just, like being on the air, you've got to, you know, trial and, and try things and see if you can stay within uh, a, a space where you feel comfortable and feel like you're being authentic. And eventually you'll work it out. Is there something that Jeff, other than giving you the support that you needed to do it, so something that you remember him saying to you that you so go, this things. is, you know, this yeah. is, it guided you through the rest of your career? Well, I mean, even just simple things like Jeff would say, you know, if you're good on the radio, you're a dime a dozen. You know, I can find a plenty of good announcers, but, you know, great is something altogether different. And Jeff in his own career and his own life, Jeff just simply worked harder than anyone else. He, he He's a killer. And when I say killer, I mean that in a nice way. He would just do whatever it took. It's what it's about, right? Jeff just wanted to learn about every single aspect of the radio station, strategy, 
marketing, programming, talent management. He wanted to understand how to work with the CEO. He'd learned all of those things along the way. He really, he, he became a student of, of, the, of, uh, of the industry. He just worked harder than anyone else. So when you see that up close, um, you realize that there aren't too many um, secrets in this business or in life in general. When you see uh, Hamish and Andy up close, you go, oh, right. They, yeah, they're talented, but they just work really, really yeah. hard. Yeah. And Jeff had that. And, and, and Brian Ford was the same. Brad March, another great programmer who had a real influence on my career. These guys were just crazy for it. 24-7, I think you mentioned it before, these guys lived and breathed radio from the moment they woke up. They thought about their radio station to the moment they went to bed. Now, you don't want to program against someone like that because <laughs> they're fucking thinking about it all the time yeah. and they will do whatever it takes to win. I think there's a general discussion now around the importance of programmers and what they bring to radio stations. Jeff talked on the podcast about this idea that pod, uh, that, that programmers can change the trajectory of a radio station on a dime. And I actually think he's wrong um, because individual radio stations, um, you get very little chance to impart your personality onto a station these days. It's a network game. It's Paul Jackson versus Duncan Campbell versus... Gemma versus Fitzy and programmers on the ground are really following a network path in lots of ways but you know you think about the influence of a Derek Bagwana on on Kyle and Jackie O you know you think about the influence of a Brad March on Wendy Harmer one of the best fights we had to have spilled out into the foyer with me yelling at Brad across the crowd and you know what might have been jocks room actually me yelling out at him and guess what else I'm older than you, I'm smarter than you, and I earn more money than you. Slam. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so the next time I went into Brad's office, he had pinned on the wall um, 10 tips for dealing with difficult people. <laughs> and I think that was about me. But the thing was, um, Brad was a really extraordinary person to work for because he's just relentless getting it right. Yeah. He just does not give up. He works yeah. so hard. And then you look at, you know, outside of our industry, you think about people like Lorne Michaels. You know, if you haven't, if you don't know of Lorne, go and read about yeah. him. He's one of the most extraordinary producers, creatives, talent managers in the world. Well, he's probably number one, actually. By Saturday Night Live. Yeah. I mean, and these guys, um, you know, they just have that ability, one, to be able to identify talent both on and off the air. They can, they, you know, so Jeff heard something in Kyle. I think he actually said that maybe Greg Smith heard it first, but Jeff identified something in and amongst that craziness. Yeah, there's a gift of the gab here. I think I can do something with this. And then gave him a lot of room, a lot of, a lot of room to fail. I think he got to Sydney and said, mate, you do whatever you need to do. Whatever shit you get into, I'll get you out of it. But just go and you know, break whatever rules you feel like you need to break. Yeah. That's, that's the kind of programmer he was. If somebody's listening to this right now, Craig, and they are thinking, you know, I don't know if I can keep doing on air. I, I'm not really sure how the show's going. And, you know, and maybe they're sort of hitting that sort of lull or they've plateaued mm. a little bit. What would you say to them to do? Is it look, hey, you know, if, if you like this, you should think about being a programmer. Yeah. I, it, look, programming isn't, uh, it shouldn't be seen as a parachute for anyone, um, i.e., uh, I'm not really. I'm a bit bored on the radio. Maybe yep. I'll go and be a programmer. That's not the solution. Don't do don't do programming because you've you know got bored with being on the air. I think from my perspective, it was always about. It sounds a bit soft, but there was a point as you get older, 
the impact that Jeff had on me, as in, I'm going to back you in. I think I can see something here. I'm going to turn it in. I'm going to help you get to where you need to go. I just wanted to do that. It just so that so that became a so I was good at creative, good at writing, and I and I wanted to genuinely wanted to see people get better. And and out of the ten boxes you needed to tick as a program director, I maybe had three of them at that point. Then I learned some other ones along the way, but that was enough as a starting point. So there's a point where if you get to you know. Um, it is a selfless role. You've got to put the team first. You've got to, you've got to enjoy others winning, and you being able to give them those wins. Yeah. So I guess my advice would be, if you're interested in content creation and and working with teams, and you're not sure that you've got that X factor to have a 20 year career on the radio, but you love all of the other elements, then yeah, go and investigate programming. But don't do it because, hey, I think I've run out of steam on the air. What else can I do, you know, in the building? Because there's a significant commitment to it. And all of it's got to work together. You need the on-air shows working together with the the behind-the-scenes production team, working together with the support of the executive. And, you know, and and sometimes, I mean, like I think of, um, in, in a lot of ways, really privileged at when I came to Southern Cross Stereo and, and Triple M, you know, Peter Harvey still had his office in the building. Yep. Amazing and guy. Amazing guy, you know, and, and Mick talks about him in his interview and, uh, you know, got to talk to him about the industry and about the, the radio and, and shows and things. And he would just come down and he had no opinion. You know, he would let you know if he liked something. Yep. But otherwise he was like, ah, you know, not for me to tell you yep. how to do your job. Yep. You know, just, you know, know that, you know, this, and he would often say something and you just go, wow, okay, yeah, we can do that. Mm. Or we can try to do that. Yeah. And hopefully because you've come down and asked us to do it, I always felt like, yeah, okay, I want, I, I want to perform for, for you. I yeah. want to make sure we're doing what, what you want us to do and why you've brought us in here to do it. And I think there's kind of levels to that kind of leadership, you know, and, and that's level five leadership where you can have a genuine influence and impact. And, you know, there's lots of cliches out there, but, you know, let's start with, um, you know, you, you set the tone as the program director, whether you want to or not, you are the weather. You're either fine and sunny <laughs> and and we're going to have a great day today or you're cloudy and rainy and we're not going to have a great day today. Um, I remember, I, I won't name the station because I'll give it away. There was a program director who refused to walk through the product team area um, because he, he he didn't want to deal with the product team. And I think he was under the assumption that they didn't notice that he didn't want to talk to them. And I'm telling you now, your product <laughs> team knows oh, if you don't care yeah, about yeah, yeah. them. If you're yeah. not invested in them, if you're not interested in, and if you're not setting the tone every day, they will fucking talk about you <laughs> and, and mark you really hard, as they should, um, so you know, it's you can't escape from the role. If if um, if you want to do it, it's twenty four seven. It's an amazing job, and and there's massive highs and some really difficult days as well. But you know, um, hey, think about I think about a fourteen year old Craig Bruce who was listening to Five AD back in the eighties, loving radio, and imagining you know if someone had said to me, hey, in twenty years from now you'll actually get to run your own station, I'd go, wow, come on, <laughs> how cool is that? Yeah. So, you know, it's a, it's a privilege. And radio, um, you can make 
it, it can change on a dime. Yep. You, know, you can put a new program director, a good one, into a new radio into a radio station, and that program director, if they've got strong enough personality, they can put their personality on the station and change the sound of that sound and make it sound like a great, successful radio station very quickly. Mm. And tracking would go through the roof. Yep. So, you know, you can spend a lot of time dicking around doing the nice stuff, but why waste time? Yeah. It's, it should be rate or die. Yeah. Business is rate or die. Right. Yeah. Game Changers Radio. Insights and lessons from the world's best radio broadcasters and programmers. Available now from Amazon. Follow Craig on Twitter at CB underscore Bruce. Check out Game Changers Radio on Instagram. Next time, Chapter 8, Was That Okay? Okay.